Yoga in all its forms has been a support for me in my life through all the highs and lows. It's opened my mind and my heart in ways I never knew were possible. It has been a teacher, a taskmaster, and a friend. This podcast is an offering. I wish to share the teachings of yoga with you as a tool to help navigate life. Namaste and welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. So I thought we'd talk about the science of gratitude. And if things go according to plan, this episode will air on Thanksgiving week. So the science of gratitude, when we express gratitude, which we can express it in any way, we can speak to ourselves silently and say, I am grateful for this, or I'm grateful for that. We can notice the beauty in front of us and see nature in all of her grace and glory and be grateful. We could say thank you to people. Um, I think it was Meister Eckhart who said the two most important words in the English language or that you'll ever utter. Maybe he said that you'll ever utter are thank you. I don't know if you've ever taken note of how many times a day you offer thanks, but that's a fun thing to do. You know, actually when someone does something for you that you ask them to do, or someone helps you in a store, really say thank you as often as you can. They are very, very powerful words and uh, they cultivate this sense of gratitude. It's very easy. It's a simple thing to do. And when we express gratitude in all the different ways, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin. So right there, all you need to do is say, I am grateful for whatever it is, or thank you to someone sincerely. And your brain immediately releases dopamine and serotonin. Those are the two crucial neurotransmitters that are responsible for our feel good emotions. So there you have it. It's right there. You know, happiness is an inside job and they have the sutra that I love to read from time to time about how everyone wants to be happy. And in this, the commentator talks about the musk deer, how the musk deer has this scent between its brows, but it doesn't know that it's there. It thinks it's something in the forest that it needs to find. And the musk deer runs from here and there trying to find this awesome scent, but it's right there between their own eyes on their own forehead. Happiness is inside of you. And the key to releasing and elevating your happiness through these feel good hormones, dopamine and serotonin is gratitude, actually being grateful experiencing a sense of awe and wonder in the abundance of life. So when we consciously practice gratitude, we can, we are strengthening the neural pathways, which then in time creates a permanent, grateful and positive disposition. So you can change this at any time. You can increase your positive nature, and I'm not talking about toxic positivity, not saying everything's always wonderful. If you know me at all, you know, things are not always wonderful, which is why 
I'm so grateful for studies of yoga and Buddhism and the brain waves and how they work so that I can see, oh, I can actually make a change in this. I can literally change my own neural pathways from a habit of being a, you know, negative person or pessimist to being positive simply by the act of consistently acknowledging that which I am grateful for, being in a state of gratitude. Um, the effect of gratitude on the brain is long lasting. So not only does it enhance self-love and empathy, I mean, who couldn't use more of that, right? So it enhances self-love and empathy, but it also has a significant impact on stress, anxiety, and, and depression. It's, you know, you hear it all the time and you hear about gratitude journals. Oh, you got to keep a gratitude journal. I remember, I have a hard time pronouncing the author's name, but the name of the book is Simple Abundance. And I think it's Sarah, I can't, I can't pronounce it. It starts with a B. She wrote this book, this first book of Simple Abundance, I'm going to say in the 90s, uh, maybe mid 90s. And I remember it was on Oprah Winfrey's show. And Oprah kept seeing this book on all of her producers' desks. And what is that? Why does everybody have one? And she read the book and she fell in love with the book. And it's a, it's a really fun book. It's 365 days and each day has an entry. And there is a new updated edition that's out. And this author's story is quite interesting, but that's for another time perhaps. But this act of simple abundance, of recognizing the abundance in a very simple and easy way throughout your life. And every day doing it consistently. And one of the things is a gratitude journal. And you didn't really hear a lot about gratitude journals back then. And, and this was one of the first women to say, no, really, it's, it changes everything to jot down the things that you're grateful for. You're shifting your neural pathways. So you're shifting your neural pathways. So that gives you control over your brain. Thank you. And you are uh, going to relieve yourself of high levels of stress, anxiety, and depression. How? Simply by being grateful, by acknowledging the beauty and the grace and the abundance right there in your, in your extraordinary life. So the studies are also showing that there's two main areas of the brain that regulate memory and bodily functions. They get activated with gratitude. So those two main areas get activated with gratitude. I mean, you, you can manipulate your brain and change things. Why wouldn't you give it a try? I, I, I don't know why. It's, and I can tell you why in a moment that there's a reason why it's not our go-to, but they have also found in studies that the brain that's filled with kindness and gratitude is more likely to sleep better and wake up more energetically. I mean, it kind of ties in, right? It doesn't sound so surprising. Kind of felt surprising when I saw the research. I was like, oh, and gratitude can make you sleep better and therefore wake up more energetic and ready for life. Yeah, because you're cultivating a feeling of optimism, you know, of it is actually a good thing to be here. You know, it's a good thing to be walking in this life and, and doing whatever it is we do and experiencing all the things. And also recognizing that if an act of gratitude, if a consistent practice of being grateful 
can help to reduce, not eradicate, just reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. Well, yeah, you are going to sleep better. You're going to sleep more efficiently. And there's probably very little other than water and breathing. And probably let's flip that breathing and water. That's as important as sleep. Sleep is vital to our brain functioning. Good sleep, good sleep, not long sleep. So we don't need to sleep for 12 hours. And we certainly aren't going to do good on consistently sleeping on four hours. We don't do that great if we're waking up a lot. And by the way, they say that your cortisol levels, which are also affected by what I'm calling an attitude of gratitude, um, it actually reduces the, uh, the levels of the stress hormone cortisol, but cortisol is also the hormone that gets activated during the night, during different sleep cycles, and it increases in levels towards the morning. And so that's because you need the, the hormone cortisol to kind of, you know, get you in gear. You, you gotta get up, you know, you gotta put your, your pants on and, and the boots and get out there and hit the ground running, whatever, whatever it is you do. But the idea is let's go, it's time to get up. And you know, it's it, when you kind of break different things down like this, especially with the brain, the cortisol levels, think about it, right? And I'm thinking of animals in nature, which we are. It's just that we've got these alarms and electricity for the lights and we don't really commune with nature in the way that we're meant to. And so our bodies are thrown off, but think about either, let's just think about animals in the wild. The cortisone levels are going to increase as the sun is rising, as you're getting closer to morning because they have to be alert. So they found a safe place to sleep. Uh, they've made sure that they're hidden and protected and whatever all the different kinds of animals do, but now they're going to be, uh, more visible to maybe predators. And so you've got to get up and you've got to get ready and you have to have had a good night's sleep. So it's natural that our cortisol levels start to increase during the day. But for people that don't sleep well and are prone to anxiety, those cortisol levels can spike unexpected, unexpectedly, say at like two or three in the morning or three or four in the morning. And you go, why am I always getting up at 4.30 in the morning? I don't feel ready to get up, but I can get up and I can kind of slosh around, but it's probably because there's a deregulation happening in the stress hormone cortisol and the levels are spiking. And I would have to understand better what people's dream patterns were and things like that for why it happens, but something is activating it. An attitude of gratitude reduces that hormone just naturally which then leads to not only things like better cardiac fun function, but also a person that has a practice of gratitude is going to reduce, um, they're actually, they're going to become more resilient in handling emotional events that are um, setbacks or negative events. So you're going to build your resilience. Well it goes hand in hand, right? If you have, if you have management and agency over your cortisol hormone levels, then when the events happen that are emotional, emotionally upset, when crisis occurs, 
your cortisol levels aren't going to spike out of control. You're not the one running around like a chicken without a head. You are able to maintain uh, a somewhat stable and balanced stress level. You're the one people are going to go to like, oh, you know, the sky is falling, something's happening and they're going to be able to go to you. That's because you're practicing gratitude in the whole rest of your life and all the neural pathways are changing. So by acknowledging and being grateful for the little tiny joys in life, right? We rewire the brain to be more aware and less hypervigilant when situations that are negatively charged occur, meaning we do tend to have different levels of hypervigilance and it depends on the person. It depends on their story. It depends on how much trauma they've experienced uh, and how that trauma was dealt with or not and so on and so forth. So some people are just more prone to being nervous than others. Some people are just prone to being more anxious um, and it can happen at different times of their life. It can happen at different, whatever is activated from past experiences that were considered a crisis or traumatic event, you will find that a practice of gratitude and acknowledging gratitude, again, back to those cortisone levels and back to the changing of the neural pathways will help you to be more present in the true moment. So in other words, when stuff happens, you're not flying away with a million side stories. You're actually in the event as it's really occurring. So the single, you hear this all the time and we mentioned it, the single greatest practice to increase gratitude in your life and in your brain is to keep a gratitude journal. Now that's not the only way to do it, but when we combine say the different parts of the brain, I think they call it like the reptilian brain, which is very, um, I think it's uh, kind of like the, I think of it as like the primal brain. And then we have the brain that is more um, able to acknowledge things in a logical sense. Those two parts of the brain, and I'm not explaining them clearly, but I think you understand what I mean. The more primal brain and then the more, uh, the part of the brain that is, I think it's the amygdala where it's just, um, it's more about reason and it's it understands things in a more, a clear, real way. When you write, those two parts of the brain are combined. They work together. They become great problem solvers. They're healers. Writing is crucial. Journal keeping is crucial. But when it comes to gratitude journaling, uh, they're finding that because you're, you're writing out your uh, expression of gratitude, you are going to be uh, releasing those good feel hormones even more in more abundance, let's say, but you're also shifting the neural pathways in a stronger way with the act of actually writing pen to paper. Um, and the other reason it's very effective to keep a gratitude journal is because it actually slows things down for you because you're sitting there and you're writing and you've taken the time to open up your journal or a notebook or something and get your favorite pen and start writing. All of that is like slowed everything down. And by slowing things down over time, you start to see things in a little bit more detail. You actually become quite efficient at describing moments of gratitude, experiences of gratitude. So for instance, maybe you would start with a bullet 
point, uh, what are they called? Bullet point lists. Maybe you would start with, you know, I am grateful for breathing. Don't underestimate that one. You write that one every day for the rest of your life. I am grateful for the sunrise. I am grateful for green tea. I am grateful for electricity. I'm grateful for indoor plumbing, right? You get the idea. And then after a while, when you're practicing this and you're making this a new neural pathway, you'll find that you might actually start to get a little more specific about things in your life. I am grateful that my partner supports me in all of my endeavors. Uh, that makes me feel loved. That makes me feel confident. That makes me feel buoyant, you know, and you can start to, you'll notice that you will be really writing in a way that's just, it's more specific because you're getting more tuned into that positive mindset that's linked to gratitude and kindness. So another idea would be a gratitude jar. So you get a nice big Mason jar or whatever you want to do. You could just have a vase that you throw it in and you have pieces of paper. There's always pieces of paper around, right? You don't have to put a lot of effort into this. You might want to have like enough pieces of paper for a month and each month you kind of cut up 30 pieces of paper and keep it in a little pile on your desk or in the drawer of your nightstand or wherever in your kitchen drawer. Cause while the tea kettle is, is boiling, you take out your piece of paper and you write something that you are grateful for, fold it up and put it in the jar. And then I've heard people say that they'll take the jar and either on their birthday every year or on new year's day every year or new year's Eve, they, they find a day Halloween, uh, my favorite holiday, but they find a day where it's meaningful for them to sit with the jar and to look at these pieces of paper and have it kind of sealed in them. Oh, I, I remember that moment. That was a great moment. I was really happy about that. You know, we want to create rituals around acknowledging the things that spark gratitude in us. We are hardwired for survival. Fortunately, that's a good thing, but that hard wiring is known as something as negativity bias. And simply put, my understanding of this is it's an evolutionary thing, right? So we have to pay attention to dangers and threats, real or perceived, but we're going to pay attention. There's that little bit of hypervigilance or vigilance. Let's just call it vigilance. We're hardwired for survival. So our brains are always going to lean towards the negative because it perceives it as a threat to us staying alive. And you know, there were definitely times and there are times now for crying out loud with war and torn countries and, and the like. I mean, no one in this world no species, no sentient beings experiencing, experience anything without all of us experiencing it on some energetic level. So whatever is happening in other parts of the world or in your own backyard, it's experienced energetically by all sentient beings. So this threat to our life, whatever it is, 
that's happening, we're going to be more drawn to that. So we are hardwired in our brain to be more drawn to recalling negative experiences than we are to recalling positive ones. It's not that we're not hardwired to recall positive ones. Of course we are, but it's not the louder one. The louder one is the negative experiences, the threats and so forth, so that we protect ourselves, so that we survive. And this idea is of this gratitude practice is to cultivate a stronger, more balanced, more healthy state of seeing the positive in life or seeing abundance and not always clinging to the negative narrative and the negative story. You know, there's so, there's so much in here that we could talk about, but it's about acknowledging that it's not you, it's how we're hardwired to lean into the negative, to have the negative recall. You know, things are going really great. You're feeling really good about stuff. You all of a sudden feel like you're in the flow. Everything's going right in your life. But even if there isn't a situation in a job or a relationship, you will pick at that scab. You will find that thing and you will, you will hyper-focus on it because you're convinced that there must be a threat somewhere. I am making this very simple, but I often feel that it is in a lot of ways, very simple. We're hardwired to survive in order to survive. I have to be vigilant about the threats, negative experiences. And in order to balance this out, I have agency. I am in control of being able to practice gratitude, seeing abundance, offering gratitude and that will help me to not always have my systems being overridden by negativity or anxiety or stress. Is something bad going to happen? Is the other shoe going to drop? And again, we can go into, you know, past stories and things that have happened in our life, why we are this way here and now, never mind evolutionarily. It, but it doesn't matter. We know that we are, and we know that there's a way to shift the neural pathways. Samskaras, impressions, samskaras is a Sanskrit word. It's uh, where we get the word scar from. It says it's impressions. I've talked about it before in other episodes. And these impressions, these grooves in the mind, well, you know, it's the song that we play, right? So the song that we choose to play, like on a vinyl record album, because a vinyl record album has the grooves. You drop the needle, and the song plays. Well, if we're always dropping the needle on negativity, then that's the groove that's going to be deeper. It's a real thing. But if we say, notice the negativity arising, and then lift the needle off that song, off that groove, and change it to another groove, a happy song, a song of gratitude. We're not looking to sugarcoat all the crappy stuff that happens in life, because life is suffering. But it's also beauty. And so we, we have to notice it ourselves. So starting with this practice of gratitude or gratitude journaling, saying thank you every opportunity you get, um, that starts to turn things around for us, that we do start to shift. It's, there's no heavy lifting here. I think that's important to, to state. There's no heavy lifting. Be grateful. See the beauty in front of you. You know, we, we need to adjust 
the hardwiring in our brain and knowing that we are hardwired for negativity and accepting that is the first step into saying, okay, but I also choose gratitude. I, I also choose to notice the beauty in my life. Um, and it's right there. It's, you know, I, I was, I, I actually watched a, le a single leaf. There was a whole bunch of leaves falling from the trees. I actually watched from my doorstep, a single leaf go from branch to the earth on the breeze of the morning. And I watched this leaf and I didn't lose it. I kept my eye on it. And it was as if I was journeying with this leaf, I felt a moment of gratitude and thanked the leaf because when it hung on the tree in its summer greenery, I enjoyed the light shining on it. I enjoyed the way the sunlight changed its shades of green. I enjoyed the shade that it threw onto the lawn. But as I watched this leaf fall from tree to earth and take its journey, it was the most beautiful dance I think I'd ever seen. It just did all of these spins and movements and it went up a little, then it went down a little, it went backwards, it went forward. And it was just a thing of beauty. And in that moment, while I experienced this fallen leaf, just for that moment, everything was okay. Everything was okay. That's what gratitude affords you. Just get that little hit of those good feel moments, those good feel emotions. It shifts everything. That doesn't mean that I didn't go into my house and get into my day and have this aggravation and that frustration. Of course I did. That's life. But I stopped long enough to engage in the beauty, to be grateful for nature to exhale and say, thank you. And that's the shift. Again, the reality of life is it's full of pain and suffering, but it's equally true that it's full of beauty and grace. So I ask you, what are you grateful for? Hands together at the heart center. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and strong. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings live with ease. Namaste and thank you.